1: Kathy Hood Show. Thank you for joining me for another power-packed show where we encourage, empower, and equip you to prosper. It's time to discover your God-given purpose and advance your life by unleashing the power from within to impact the world. Your gifts are not in front of you. They're trapped on the inside of you, but have no fear. I'm here to help you realize your true potential and set it free. Get ready for your dose of discovery, divine intervention, and impartation. Are you ready? Let's go. Today's episode is sponsored by Atlanta Life Media Agency, where connections are made. To learn more about them, visit www.atlma.net. Our topic of discussion today is the fibroid effects. Wow, I didn't realize how many women were suffering, and some are suffering in silence. A whole lot of them are. So this is going to be an uh, an awesome conversation today with Dr. John Lipman. So I would love for you to please send questions or comments to info at uptomeradio.com, and uh, we can provide you an on-air response. We'll make sure that we get the questions um, over to Dr. Lipman, and we can make sure that we uh, get you some answers back. All right? Okay guys, so I told you that today was going to be an amazing, amazing conversation on the Kathy Hood Show. So I'm so super excited to introduce today's guest, Dr. John Lipman. Dr. Lipman is Boris certified in radiology as well as vascular and interventional radiology the world's leading expert in the non-surgical treatment of uterine fibroids so i may just trip over this word a couple of times guys because i haven't had to use these words ever ever until i started just hearing how many women are really having some issues you know in this department and, and and making decisions Um, without having some, you know, real good, great information on other alternatives. So he earned degrees at Georgetown, Harvard, and Yale, just to name a few amazing accomplishments, named Top Docs in Atlanta, 2019 Torch Award, and 2017 Best Fibroid Doctor. All right, so, oh my God, welcome to the show, Dr. Lipman. How are you?
0: I'm great. Thanks for having me on.
1: Oh, no, this is I'm super excited. You know, I hate to know that women are suffering like this. And I said that when I, you know, just knowing that they are suffering and so many of them are suffering in silence. And uh, and then they're making this decision to remove some, some things <laughs> that are not necessary for them to do. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. you know, we met about two years ago, I believe. Um, and it was just in passing because it was at an, a South Fortune Chamber event. And, um, and they were partnered with the South Fulton Lifestyle Magazine event. And so okay. you, I'm sure you were introduced to a million people that day.
0: Yeah, Michelle Taylor Willis, the queen of South Fulton.
1: Yes. So she actually introduced us. So that was, that was awesome. So I said, he may or may not remember, but I certainly do remember. And then I met your lovely wife, Jane, at um, our event, State of the Woman Address, that happened at the beginning of this year. So it... It was just, it's just so great to have you uh, on the show.
0: Well, so, it's great. I, I really appreciate the time and it's such an important issue for all women but particularly African-American women who disproportionately suffer with these benign fibroids.
1: Wow, I know this is this is such a hot topic right now. Uh, and I didn't, I really didn't know and uh, until I've, I'm finding out that women are still having issues with their menstrual cycles, and they're telling me it's all due to, what is that, uh, uterine fibroids.
0: Right, yeah, the uterine fibroids are the most common pelvic tumor that you see in women. Um, One of every three women, regardless of race, have these benign tumors, but up to 80% of African-American women have them, so it's disproportionate uh, to women of color, Uh, And it's really important to know that if you're suffering with fibroid symptoms, and we can get into what those symptoms are, you don't need to have surgery. No matter what your gynecologist tells you, get a second opinion. It's, It's worth getting an opinion because losing your uterus has consequences for women, significant consequences. And so, If you can get the relief of symptoms without the risks and long recovery of an operation and keep your uterus, why wouldn't you look into it?
1: Exactly, exactly. So I heard about, um, and I didn't look too much into it, I heard about um, UFE, right? Yes. And so that's uterine fibroid embolization.
0: Correct. Yeah, it's it's a non-surgical completely without any surgery, non-surgical outpatient procedure. Our patients come into the center. It takes me about 30 minutes or so to do the procedure. And then there's a, excuse me, about a four hour recovery in our center. And the patients will then go home with just a bandaid at the top of their right leg where we go in and about a five day recovery at home. So, um, It's much safer than an operation, much less invasive, much shorter recovery. And again, you get to keep all your parts, which is really important.
1: Right. Wow. So I know that the young lady who told me about it, so it had to be at least 15 years ago. And uh, and and again, it, it's just never been part of my conversation, because I've never had to deal with it. And then my daughter brought it up the other day, um, just because one doctor told her that she... Now, that's why I want to be able to talk about what are some of the symptoms, because now they want to look at her to see if she has the symptoms. Uh, uh, no, they want to... I guess, what, what do they do? They do some well, kind of um, MRI?
0: They do an ultrasound. Typically, they do an ultrasound in their office. It's a... Uh, imaging tool that is um, good to diagnose fibroids, but it doesn't really show them to great advantage. We use an MRI, which is much higher resolution and shows the uterus and fibroids to much greater advantage. But ultrasound is fine to diagnose fibroids. And how they usually come to attention to a physician is that Um, It's usually the heavy periods. It's Uh the most common reason why a woman has a heavy period are fibroids. And so that's usually the symptom. Now, sometimes it can be pelvic pain. They also cause a lot of pain um, in the pelvic region and the, um, it can go into the back, even down the legs. Um, It can also cause urinary frequency because these tumors are hard and firm. They're like rocks. And sometimes women can feel them and that may send them to the doctor. So they they act like a paperweight on top of the bladder, not allowing the bladder to fill properly. So they'll end up urinating more frequently. They will wake up at night. Um, They can cause constipation by pushing on the colon. They can cause painful intercourse uh, if they're near the cervix. So these tumors can cause a lot of havoc, but the three big symptoms are heavy menstrual periods, pelvic pain, and increase urinary frequency.
1: Wow. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, I'm 50 plus, OK, I'd put it that way, <laughs> and never have had this conversation. You've okay? been very
0: fortunate. Uh, there are a number of women, and you might still have fibroids, um, but they just n- didn't cause you any symptoms Um, There are a number of women like that. We call those fibroids passengers. They kind of ride along in the uterus. They don't bother the woman. The woman doesn't have to bother them. So that's fine. But for a lot of women, those fibroids will cause these significant symptoms. And then typically they'll go to their physician, which is usually a gynecologist. They'll get the diagnosis that fibroids are the culprit here. They're causing all this misery and you need surgery. And really, there's only two surgeries, and they give two options. Um, and, the, and the option is really dependent on whether a woman is interested in having children. If she mm-hmm. says, I'm not interested in having children, they're going to say, you need a hysterectomy. If you, don't, if you do want to have children, then they will offer a different surgical procedure called a myomectomy, which cuts into the woman, cuts into her uterus, takes out some of the fibroids. You can never get them all out or almost never. And then sew the uterus back together and sew her back together. Now, um, you know, that's, those are the two surgical options. And they fail to mention UFE, uterine fibroid embolization, which if you've been told you need surgery, you're almost always a candidate for UFE. And that's why that second opinion is so important because with hysterectomy, it's just completely unnecessary. You don't need to lose your uterus over benign fibroids. They're not cancer. They don't turn into cancer. With myomectomy, you know, myomectomy is okay, but the problem is, as I mentioned, you don't get them all out, and so the ones that they leave behind surgically start to grow immediately, and usually within three to five years, the woman needs something again because the smaller ones have grown up to become bigger ones. With UFE, it knocks them all out, so usually it's a one and done. You have it once, and, and all the fibroids are knocked out, and by the time you could ever grow new ones, you're in menopause. And if you're in menopause, usually fibroids are not an issue anymore. Uh,
1: and so I know I'm in menopause <laughs> right about now. So well you, made
0: into... it, you made it to the finish line and, and a number of women do, but there are so many that don't. In fact, there are over a million women right now suffering on the sidelines. They've been, mm. they, they're having these horrific, horrible menstrual periods with blood literally kind of gushing out or flooding, passing clots that are scary. Um, they're wearing adult diapers and changing these pads, you know, less than every hour. I mean, they're, it's really miserable. Everything they do is tied to their horrible menstrual each month. They dread it. It's very draining on them physically because all this blood they're losing makes them weak and tired. Um, and it also is mentally draining, having to worry about this month after month after month and trying to work through all the other issues of life, COVID, your job, your family. I mean, it's, you know, it's very mentally taxing as well as physically. And so they're just suffering. They don't want hysterectomy. um, And they, they're not given any other option, So they just kind of suffer with this and it's the suffering is so unnecessary. If they knew about UFE, they would come forward and, and they'd get the relief they're looking for. In fact, there was a study done a number of years ago in the Journal of Women's Health. Uh, the chairman of OBGYN at the uh, Mayo Clinic um, did a study back in 2013 and, um, and showed about all these women. They weren't coming forward. They, they had the diagnosis of fibroids and they were suffering, but the average woman waited over three and a half years and a quarter of them waited over five years to get treatment. Why? Well, when they drilled down is most of them didn't want any operation. They didn't want to get hysterectomy. And so they just suffered with it until finally it just wore them out and they gave in. They didn't know about UFE. And I've been doing UFE here in Atlanta for the past 25 years. This is not anything new. It's not experimental. It's covered by all insurance. And we take everything, including Medicare and Medicaid. A lot of specialists don't, and they should. But this is one of the biggest medical breakthroughs for women, particularly women of color, And yet they don't mention it. Most gynecologists won't mention UFE as an option. They're surgeons. They like to operate. And even though they're obligated to tell you as a patient, they often don't. And that's why this, I'm so glad to be a part of this show. And I talk to anybody that'll listen because truly this is one of the biggest medical breakthroughs for women.
1: Wow. Okay. So Dr. Limpman, you were talking about the procedure. So, you know, with, not having surgery and then coming into your facility to get um, the procedure done, what does that entail?
0: It's really simple. I mean, patients will drive literally to the front door. I mean, something as simple as convenience, They, they pull up to the front of our center, unlike going to a hospital which has COVID positive patients in the building and it's very difficult. They may walk half a mile to get from the parking deck and have to pay for parking just to get into the COVID positive facility center, you pull up right to the front door. Um, There's no COVID positive patients in the building. Um, And the procedure literally takes me 30 minutes to perform. Um, The patients are asleep, but they're not put to sleep. Again, safer than an operation. The sedation is IV and local. It's much nicer, no general anesthesia. After the procedure, there's a recovery in our center for about four hours, and then they're discharged home with just a Band-Aid, a simple Band-Aid at the top of their right leg where we went in. No surgery, no surgical wound or incision. Um, They have their own private room. They have their own private nurse in our center whose only responsibility is to care for that one patient until they leave. The The nurses at our facility are outstanding. The care that they can provide is way better than a hospital where they're stretched thin and they're just worried about COVID and all sorts of other things. One nurse may have seven or eight patients. Our patients, it's a one-to-one. One One nurse, one patient, private room. It's just a much nicer all around experience.
1: Wow. That's, Sounds totally amazing. So, you know, a lot of the questions that I have, you pretty much answered them, but I'm just going to go ahead on just so we can kind of separate it from the conversation. So who is a good candidate for this procedure?
0: Uh, anybody that has fibroids and the symptoms to go with it is likely a candidate. We, we see patients in the office either directly face-to-face in, a, in the office, like a traditional consult. Or people can do a teleconsult, we can see them remotely, just like some similar to what we're doing today on a, on a very secure zoom like um, video that so we see patients not only from all throughout Atlanta and Georgia throughout many places in the country, and even occasionally from pac- patients outside of the United States. And so we can see them directly or, or remotely. Um, the The consult usually takes about 45 minutes and we talk about their symptoms, how, you know, what's the bleeding like, what's the pain like, where are they, you know, where are they symptomatic? Um, And then we go over the MRI and usually patients are very surprised because they may have looked at their ultrasound and not even known what they're looking at because the ultrasound is pretty low resolution. But when they look at the MRI and see the detail it's very obvious. So I'll have patients say, well, I know I have two fibroids. We've been following them on ultrasound and we get the MRI and you see 15 or more. And they're like, whoa, where'd they all come from? Well, it's because the MRI has such great resolution. You can see things to much greater advantage. It's really important. And patients appreciate the length of time that we spend with them and to see their imaging, it really kind of crystallizes what they're going through.
1: Wow. It's, so if a young lady, <clears throat> excuse me, or any, you know, that is having, just because she's having, excuse me, I should have got some water. Just because she's having a heavy cycle, does that necessarily mean she uh, has fibroids?
0: Uh, no, it doesn't. Although it is the number one reason why uh, they have heavy periods. So if they're really heavy, um, it is important to get that checked out. Um, but if it is due to fibroids or another condition, sometimes we see, which which is called adenomyosis, that mm-hmm. is also a common cause of heavy periods, which we can also treat with embolization. So yeah. um, these are structural causes of heavy bleeding. There are also a number of non-structural things um, that can cause heavy bleeding that are not a candidate for embolization, but fortunately, those are very unusual. Um, as I say, fibroids are the number one reason, um, and if it is due to fibroids, we can absolutely help them.
1: Wow! So, um, describe what a uh, what a fibroid is again. So, this is not even part of my question, <laughs> but I'm just so, you know, I thought they were if they were maybe just a, a large mass that is kind of soft yeah. or something, but.
0: They, they are masses benign. They're, they're a benign tumor made up of smooth muscle and fibrous tissue. So they are very hard and firm to the touch. Yeah. And they can be the size of a pea or they can be as big as a cantaloupe. Um, nobody knows where fibroids come from, but once they arrive on the scene, they grow with estrogen hormones. And so that's why they can grow very rapidly during a pregnancy and why they tend not to be an issue for women once they are in menopause. So we uh, one of the things that we can try to do, because you can't pick your parents, you can't do anything about the genetic aspects of getting these things, but once they arrive, they grow with estrogen. So we try to employ an anti-estrogen approach, which includes a number of things. One is estrogen is stored in body fat. And in general, African-American women have more body fat than other racial groups. It's one of the reasons, not not the only reason for sure, but one of the reasons why they disproportionately suffer with these fibroids. So one of the things we, we try to encourage is, is weight loss, because if you can lose excess body fat, you will not only improve your overall cardiovascular health, you'll improve your fibroid symptoms and your fibroid health. There are also hormone rich foods that you can try to avoid and or eliminate, like red meat, non-organic chicken, dairy, um, <clears throat> also there are, there are, uh, foods that block estrogen, um, that have these flavonoids in them, colored fruits and vegetables, for instance, have a lot, ha- are rich in flavonoids, which are helpful. So if you can kind of increase your colored fruits and vegetables and kind of avoid some of the hormone rich foods, exercise, lose excess body fat, um, you can really improve your fibroid symptoms. One other thing we like to encourage is having them check their vitamin D level. Vitamin D is an important kind of anti-fibroid hormone, if you will. It, it does retard fibroid growth. Um, and unfortunately, African-Americans, both men and women, often have low vitamin D. Only 10% have adequate vitamin D levels. It has to do with how we get vitamin D through sunlight uh, conversion in our skin. And the darker your pigment in your skin, the harder it is to get adequate vitamin D. So that's another thing we try to encourage. So that it's a it's a multifactorial thing. I mean, there's no one easy answer, but um, we, we try to help women as best we can. And if it's still becoming an issue with these horrible symptoms, UFE is a real godsend.
1: Wow, yes. It, yeah, definitely sounds like it. Um, Let's see. So, what are you? You talked about is very is non any, you know non invasive. So, what are any any risks you know if, sure. if any? What are, um, there what are, are the
0: there are risks in any procedure that's done. Any medical procedure will have risk uh, associated with it. Um, but as you might imagine, the risk for a procedure where you're literally going home the same day with a band aid pales in comparison to the risks of being cut open surgically. As a matter of fact, um, they will describe a woman's uterus as a certain size pregnancy. And when you get an enlarged uterus up to your belly button, which is pretty average for the patients that I see in the office, that's a four-month, 16-week size uterus um, Mm. full of these fibroids. And when it gets above the belly button, often the surgery is basically cutting you from the breastbone vertically, all the way down to the hairline. So this is major surgery. Now, if it's at the belly button and below, oftentimes it's a horizontal incision from one hip to the other. That's still pretty invasive. Um, A lot of these women are told about robotic surgery or laparoscopic surgery. Um, A lot of these women are not candidates. Their uteruses are too big, the fibroids are too big to, to do these less invasive surgeries there's still surgery and there's still surgical risks associated, but oftentimes these are open surgeries with, with long recoveries and lots of risk. But the risks for the UFE um, essentially are there are only a few uh, very minor risks. Um, One is there are some women that don't menstruate permanently after UFE. Now I've performed over 9,000 of these procedures myself, supposedly I have the largest experience in this procedure in the United States. And I've been doing it for the past 25 years here in Atlanta. Um, I've never seen any woman under the age of 40 that didn't have a menstrual afterwards. So it's only seen in women over 40, 40 to 45, about one to 2%, 46 to 50. Now we're talking close to 10%. But usually women, as they approach 50, when I tell them that they're, there's a risk, a small risk. They might not menstruate again. They literally start laughing um, sometimes uncontrollably because they're usually bleeding very heavily. Like a woman I saw recently, she was passing fist sized clots into a diaper four days a month. She, she wanted to be that woman. and I, and I get it. I mean, it's miserable. Um, but fortunately never a woman under 40 has ever that has that ever happened. So um, and that brings up about fertility. There are, Mm -hmm. oftentimes patients will go to their doctor and they'll say, well, if you're interested in fertility, you can't have UFE. And that's just silly. That's it's a, it's a longer conversation because if you're doing it UFE versus hysterectomy, it's a no brainer. But if you're talking fertility, we've had numerous children born after UFE. I've had multiple sets of twins born after. Uh, So you can definitely get pregnant, have children. In fact, our births are typically full term and vaginal, Whereas if you have a myomectomy surgery, they won't let you have a vaginal birth. You're committed to more surgery, a C-section. One of the other risks is that um, what's called retained fibroid slough. About 5% of women that undergo the UFE will temporarily pass some fibroid material vaginally with the menstrual. It's totally fine. It's just important to know that that could happen. Um, They just, you know, see this. Stuff come out like their menstrual, it's part of their fibroid stuff, and that's fine. It's just important to know it's not anything worrisome. We've had twenty-four women and over 9,000 treated where we actually needed the gynecologist's help to deliver that fibroid material out like a DNC for a miscarriage. So the, there are risks, but it is so incredibly small and really trivial compared to the surgical risks of cutting you open where they could nick important structures surgically, nicking the bowel, nicking the bladder, nicking the ureter, um, all sorts of transfusions and bleeding. Uh, In fact, every myomectomy patient has to sign a piece of paper saying, we know we're going in for myomectomy, but we could be waking up with hysterectomy. Because if you get into too much bleeding, or they can't get the defect closed, um, you're the patient's going to wake up without her uterus, and she has to sign that away.
1: Wow, this is this is just totally blowing my mind. I want you to know. So, <laughs> and first of all, I believe every woman prays for their menstrual cycle to go away, so <laughs> they never have another one. You know, I remember praying for mine to just disappear. You know, and then
0: um, and you weren't even suffering like they exactly. were. Imagine yep. if you were just blood. I mean, they talk about crime scene like periods, blood literally just running down their legs, exploding into their panties. I mean, um, they're in the shower all of a sudden that just this, you know, all out of the blue, that just blood just starts pouring down their legs. I mean, um, in fact, we treated Cynthia Bailey. I can mention this because she's gone public with her story. Yeah. She was at a Bravo event in a beautiful evening gown with all these people around and people taking pictures of her. And all of a sudden blood just started pouring out of her. And she was mortified and she's backing out. I mean, blood is all over the floor and she's backing out into the elevator, trying to get out of there. And people are standing next to her trying to get selfies and I mean, standing in a pool of her own blood. I mean, I mean, it's horrific. I mean, um, And she was that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And she came in and see and saw us and and she got her life back. And um, in fact, it even at the time saved her marriage, she told me I got I gave her her sexy back because one of the things that goes out the window when you're suffering with fibroids and you're bleeding so heavily is relations. Um, You know, when you're bleeding so much and you're anemic, you're tired, you're weak let's face it, sex is exercise and it's all they could do just to get through the day. So any exercise goes out the window. Plus, you know, when you're wearing all this extra padding and extra gear and even diapers, you don't feel very sexual. Um, But after the UFE and you get your life back, you get your energy back, all of a sudden you're not bleeding heavily. You're building up your iron and hemoglobin again. Mm -hmm. You're back to a full tank, not a half tank. And you're not wearing all this extra gear. You can wear your you can wear white again. Um, you can wear your sexy lingerie. You get your sexy back. And so, you know, that really saved her marriage at the time. And she was very grateful.
1: Wow. You know what? I think that's what, I, that's what I should have named this show. Uh, get Your Sexy Back <laughs> with you uh, UFEs, <laughs> right? My God, this is horrific. You know, just to know that women are suffering like this. I and, just never knew. I never knew. Not how-
0: knowing, and not knowing they have this option. Um, that is yeah. the, that's the, the biggest thing is that so many people could be helped by this. Um, we do, relatively speaking, we're just scratching the surface with this procedure. Um, hysterectomy is the second most common surgery done in the United States. And it, the single most common reason why are these benign tumors, not cancer. If you had uterine cancer hysterectomy is appropriate, but by far and away, the number one reason are, are these benign fibroids. And it's just completely unnecessary. And, and it's, it's, it, we've got to get the word out. I mean, it's say 25 years is way too long. Uh, this should be, this should be mainstream already. I mean, it, we, we shouldn't have to be telling everybody, you know, to look into this, they should just know it. Um,
1: right.
0: It's really sad.
1: It is. So, you know, one of the things that I want them, I want to be able to give everybody your information to be able to find you, you know, and, and all this good stuff, but what can we do? I mean, what, definitely, you know, I have a women's organization and I've never heard anybody talk about this. And and, and I'm sure there are probably some that are dealing with it or have or know someone that is.
0: Absolutely, I'm sure. And and if you bring it up, I w- it would be interesting to see, you know, people aren't talking about it because it's embarrassing. I mean, you're having these yeah. horrible, you know, your horrible periods, you don't want to talk about it. You think you're the only one suffering. And as I say, 80% of African American women have these benign fibroids. So if you bring it up, I bet it'll open up, you know, so many people coming forward and talking about it. In fact, We were on a radio show. It was supposed to be just 30 minutes from 7 in the evening uh, to 7.30, and their show ran from 7 to 11, but I was going to get the first 30 minutes. Um, And at about 20 minutes after the 30 minutes were up, she said, could you stay another 30 minutes? Well, we did the whole four hours, and they were still calling. After 11 o'clock, they they had never seen anything like this. It was a tsunami of calls. So... I bet if you open that door, you will be amazed at how many women tell you, you know, that's what they were dealing with. or they, you know, members of their family? It's, that's why we have to improve the conversation with yeah. sisters talking to other sisters, moms talking to their daughters. I had a patient tell me she didn't know her mom had a hysterectomy for fibroids until she was, you know, she went to her mom and told her about the symptoms. And she was like, oh yeah, well, I had a hysterectomy for fibroids and she's like, what? Like, I never knew you were, we're suffering with that. Um, we've got right. to be more open about this and improve the conversation.
1: So that's the one thing I don't have a problem with is being open, honest and having the conversation about the hard topics. So, you know, that's what I'm, I'm this is what I'm just feeling right now um, because you know, one of the things I do is help women to birth their visions, you know, to step out and become who they have been created to be. So most of them can't, well, won't if they're like this because of all the, um, the sufferings, you know, that they're going through anything that they're doing. I mean, just listening to all the stuff that, that, you know, all the symptoms, all that they have to do in this process for years, Um, It just really has literally probably, you know, kept people from becoming, you know, that that person they were destined to be.
0: Right. And I spoke recently at a business um, virtual business meeting where they were talking about women's empowerment and and financial success. And, you know, basically I told them, you know, there is no wealth without your health. That's right. You got to be your best you first and get you well. Um, so you can get in the game and be the best person that you can be, um, you know, spiritually, financially, all around. And you know, women that are suffering with this, you know, even in my household, you know, I'm a physician, but even in my household, my wife is the one that runs the healthcare for the entire family. You know, it's and if mom's not feeling well, it it trickles down to everybody. Everybody suffers, and you know, moms are like, you know, taking care of everyone else first. Well. It's time to be a little selfish and take care of you first and, you know, put your mask on before you then put the mask on, you know, of your child in the airplane. I mean, you've got to take care of your health because you're, you know, responsible for an entire family.
1: That is so, so, and that's the song that we're singing every single day. Every time I have a conversation with, you know, someone else who's trying to, you know, to um, just become just to become <laughs> and um and just work everything out because of all of their their um oh my god I'm just I'm just blown away by this information that's why okay. I can't even like think straight. You know, but and just them trying to become that person that they know that they are they were born to be. So
0: I I've been I'm excited been...
1: about this conversation. I do want to continue it. I want to help it out Matter of fact, I am going to help get the word out. Well, and- I
0: appreciate that because I've, I've been doing this series of articles for rolling out um, magazine. They're online now. Um, right. And it's a uh, dear fibroids. And then, uh, for, for instance, dear fibroids, I'm tired of being tired. You know, all about the anemia and the heavy periods that women go through, you know, dear fibroids, you know, I'm. I want to wear white again, dear fibroids, you know, all these different dear fibroids. Well, one was dear fibroids. I'm tired of keeping it moving. Cause I hear so many patients say, you know, they just got to keep it moving. They're they're these silent sufferers. They've got to go to work. They can't, they can't afford to be, you know, undergo surgery and be out for two months out of work. They can't afford to be away from, you know, from, from that. And they, They've just got to put their head down and keep it moving, and they don't know about UFE, and there's such a tremendous mental toll on these women because they're trying to juggle career and life and family, COVID, yeah. and now you, you know now fibroids. But if they had UFE, that would be one less thing that they would have to worry about. And um, it, it's, it's trying to get the information out has been the, our biggest challenge. Get that second opinion.
1: Wow. This is, this is good stuff. Good stuff, Dr. Lipman. So I really, really appreciate you. And uh, you know, you taking the time out and um, joining me on the Kathy hood show. This has been amazing. Um, so I'm already, my, my, my wheels are already turning about, you know, what, what I'm going to do next to to keep this going. So it's not a one and done conversation and, um, and I had a I had with both my kids, I had cesareans. So, um, I know the pain, I know the recovery, you know, surgery and just to come home with a bandaid at the top part of your right leg. Right. Definitely way better than surgery.
0: And get to and, keep your um, uterus.
1: Yes, you get, and you get to keep your uterus. Oh my god and you know you went on to answer the question about you still able to have children right and so these younger generations like you said they're not hearing because the parents suffered they got relief when they got when they received when they had surgery to re- remove their uterus so they removed the pain so then they didn't find it necessary to pass that information along or to look more into it so and i
0: mean we've had numerous children born um and Um, even though a lot of times gynecologists will tell women you can't have children after UFE, that's just not true. Um, They'll also tell patients that, you know, once you're done having your kids, you don't need your uterus anymore. And that's ridiculous. The uterus has a lot of important functions for women beyond just bearing them children. And it's really important to keep it. But I hear patients all the time saying, well, my doctor said I was done having kids, so I didn't need my uterus anymore. That is just so false. Um, yeah. And if you look like if you go to, um, you know, with CVS or Walgreens or and you go down the the diaper aisle, um, you will see packaging that does not have grandma or grandpa on it. It's typically an attractive African-American woman. It's like, mm. well, wait a minute. Why is this, you know, 35-ish year old attractive African-American woman need a diaper for? Her? Well, They know exactly who their target market is. Their target market is women that have had hysterectomies and they're now leaking urine and they're wearing diapers. In fact, there was this ridiculous uh, print ad that somebody sent me recently. It was a very attractive, say 30 ish year old African-American woman. She's putting on her skinny jeans, kind of scooching them over this adult diaper. And there was something cutesy like they'll never know you're wearing it or something ridiculous. It's like, wait a minute. Why is this attractive 30, 35-year-old woman need to wear a diaper for? Well, the reason is the average age of hysterectomy in this country is 39. And I've met a lot of women less than 30 that have already had hysterectomies for fibroids. They didn't want it, but they were suffering so badly they gave in and they didn't know of any other option. Their doctor didn't tell them about UFE. And that's, that's a horrific shame. Um, that just doesn't have to be so, um, you know, it's, it's a big hysterectomy is a over $10 billion industry. It's a, it's a big, it's a big engine. Um, but we want to kind of derail this train.
1: Yes. Yes. I would definitely be reaching back out to you guys. Um, yeah, so we have uh, an event that's coming up at the beginning of the year where I actually met Jane uh, at State of the Woman Address. Please, and, and the funny thing is you hit the our topic for this year coming up, which is in order, you know, in order for us to be wealthy and, you know, to be able to uh, move forward in what we want to do is, uh, what do we call it? Wealthy, healthy um and financially secure. That's that those are the topics that we want to be able to you know, to talk about during for next year. And we and if women are suffering like this, that is the one of the main reasons that's holding a lot of them back. Yeah. And so we don't even know why they may come into the office or come around us in a bad mood, you know. And because of course they're not going to share where well, you know, I'm sure. bleeding like a cow, you know, and I have friends well, the young lady, um, she was just telling me that she, I mean, she's very thin to me. She's kind of thin, real thin, but she said her cycles are heavy and she's she passes black clots. And yep. I'm like, I, then I'm thinking, wow, is that stress? <laughs> but you know, sure to find out her mom had fibroids. Right.
0: Yeah, we do see a number of women that um, have very low body fats. I'd mentioned earlier about trying to lose weight because a number of our patients are Overweight or obese, but we'll, we'll also see very uh, fit and healthy African American women with very low body fat with very big fibroids. Those women commonly have a strong genetic predisposition in their family, and if you talk to the members of their family, that a lot of them suffered with fibroids, and so there is a genetic thing that you can't really do anything about. But um, you know, you can do the best you can do, and if if you can help with these other things, you know, and eating better and exercising and losing excess body fat, those will be helpful. But if you're already doing those things and still suffer, I mean, that's where UFE can be very helpful.
1: Awesome. So Dr. Limpman, you probably just bought your place. And um, as our guest speaker, (laughs) I had to check your calendar, please, sir. And it is going to be virtual. So I will be following up with Jane just to just to find out. So we would love I told you I want to keep the conversation going. I want to get the word out because there are too many women suffering that I'm finding out. And, um, and then we just wondering why they're so miserable, why they're yeah. not performing, why yeah. they're not birthing the things, you know, operating in their gifts. That's one of the things I love to see and help people to do is just operate in just who they are authentically, who they are. Most of them can't do that when you're finding out that, oh, and some, some will say, well, you know, I'm having a really bad cycle, camping really bad, or just really going through, I how uh, here again, I did not, you know, think in my, I did not think that, Oh, okay. She's suffering because she may. No, that was not the first thing came to my mind. I was just thinking, Oh, okay. What she has bad cycles, you know, that was it. And um, so I would love to uh, follow up with you guys on this, but this has been amazing. So any, Dr. Lipman that you would want to share with our listening audience.
0: Well, for people that want to find out more information about fibroids and about the UFE procedure, they can go to our website has a lot of information on it, a lot of blog pieces and uh, articles and testimonials. Uh, Our website is atlii.com, atlii.com. We also have an Instagram page, People love Instagram because it's so visual with infographics. And we also have videos on there as well, short ones. Um, My Instagram is dr underscore my last name. So it's dr underscore L I P M A N. So we would encourage women to come and follow us on Instagram. Um, We have a YouTube channel with over 150 videos on fibroids and on the UFE procedure that YouTube channel is Atlanta Fibroid Center, Atlanta Fibroid Center. Um, So those are the best ways, but if they wanna call directly to schedule an appointment to come in and see me in the office, either in person or virtually, uh, that number is 770-953-2600, 770-953-2600.
1: Wow, thank you so much, Dr. Lippman. This has truly been an amazing conversation, you know, uh, me gaining more insight and a listening audience for women who have been suffering. So, guys, here is a solution. I love, I absolutely love providing solutions. So, you guys visit his website, his Instagram, his YouTube channel and even give them a call if you guys um, want need, want to live a better life. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way I can put that. So everybody, thank you all so much for joining us. Please remember to subscribe to the show to receive free giveaways, promotions, announcements, and more. All podcasts can be heard at up to Me Radio, and that's Up, the number two, Apple Podcasts, and other free podcast apps. Like us. Um, on Facebook at up to me radio on Instagram. And you can also follow me um, on Facebook, Kathy Hood and powers, as well as my website, which is Kathy Hood dot I'm super excited about what this what this, the coming uh, months have and the coming shows that we have coming up. And so guys, so just don't, you know, just Continue to join us every first and third Tuesday of the month, and uh, thank you again for tuning in to the Kathy Hood Show. We hope you enjoyed the information, insight, and so now that you can receive this authority that you you know that you have just gotten all with all this information to go out and and just become a better you, and to unleash your power, and so you can make the impact uh, on the on other people's lives. So until the next time, everybody, we just appreciate you, love you keep shining. Thank you. Have a great one.